This is the 11th episode of the Nifty Nick Show. Today I have on a founder of an upcoming platform that aims to merge DeFi and NFTs. While there are a lot of people exploring this space, I had to find out how Drops is approaching it. They're also the creators of Node Runner as a form of crypto collectible cards. This show is all about learning from those with skin in the game in the world of NFTs, and as usual, today's guest is no exception, so let's get started. If you're looking for some crypto, you just found the right spot. We wrap it up one of a kind, NFT straight to the top. Now don't go trading based on comments. We provide in this show. It's not investment advice, but our picks do tend to blow up. Like a rocket, they say. Many people have compared it to people's every day. So if you're trying to figure out what's going on in this space, please do not worry. Your boy Nifty Nick is hot on the case. Yeah. All right. Welcome to the show, Darius. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Nick. So I wanted to find out, you know, I had come across you guys on Twitter. I've seen some of the projects that you've worked on. And I thought the integration of DeFi and NFTs, uh, there's a lot of interesting opportunities that are there. And I saw that that, uh, you know, that's what Drops offers. So I had to find out, you know, what is Drops? How did you all get started with this? And what's the goal of it? Uh, yeah, of course. Well, the main, uh, the main goal of the Drops platform is to bring is to bring more value to the NFT holders, so uh, it can have the similar utility uh, as the DeFi uh, tokens can have. And uh, initially, we started it all well with the Node Runner project, and uh, yeah, that was back in uh, October when well NFT scene well still didn't heat up, and uh, back then we wanted to create well this. Uh, collectible card game, uh, but at the same time, we want to add them, um, well, some new utility. And uh, yeah, we created the NFT staking back then, so users could uh, basically farm cards and then stake them uh, to earn tokens. And uh, yeah, we're kind of thinking, yeah, that's cool. Well, people really loved it. And uh, yeah, we're looking for other ways like to scale this up because, uh, well, it wasn't really uh, a scalable solution. So uh, we came up with this, well, uh, different approach for the jobs uh, where it's possible to stake in a fee, to farm in a fee, and then uh, basically use the uh, fractionalization of an fee for a trustless loan, both in kind of similar way that is possible to do with uh, Compound. And uh, yeah, that's... Uh, that's what, what, what we're doing, and the main goal is just to uh, keep, uh, keep exploring new ways how NFTs can be uh, utilized. Because, uh, well, as we see more industries moving towards them uh, to make it more sustainable, I kind of saw a problem that uh, although the market was booming, the, the trading volumes uh, well at, were at all-time highs. Uh, however. Without a proper infrastructure, uh, without uh, more use cases for it, uh, it would be difficult to sustain it. So yeah, that's uh, what we're trying to, to solve here. Awesome. So, I mean, the, the most obvious thing I think here is like how crazy this is. Like, I want to at least acknowledge that for a moment. Like, these are like derivatives of derivatives. Like, uh, you have an NFT, which traditionally, well, it is... To call it traditional is ridiculous because this is a, a very recent innovation, relatively speaking. Yeah. Uh, and what you've done in this case is saying, hey, let's take what's typically an e-liquid asset, which would be art. Uh, and while you can 
trade and sell art, ultimately, uh, there's not a lot of activity in any individual piece. Instead, let's take that and turn that into a liquid asset by enabling people to uh, take their NFTs and stake them. I, I want to go through like the actual fine details of this. I know this is more of a, a technical thing, but I think it's useful to understand. So let's say I take any NFT. I'm assuming that this platform is going to be available for anybody uh, who owns an NFT, or is it more uh, focused on project owners? Uh, well, initially we'll focus on pro uh, project owners, or at least uh, the w widely adopted NFTs. Uh, so just to gather the initial audience, and yeah, later on we'll be we'll be enabling to create uh, perhaps more in a create those staking pools in, more, in a much faster way. But yeah, we'll need to get there. Uh, so yeah, basically how it works. Let's say there is a project, and uh, then then we take a look uh, what NFTs they have, what what are their uh, like let's see rarity levels. And uh, then we assign the weight uh, to each NFT. And uh, well, if it, yeah, I'll not, not go like into uh, much details, but yeah, we assign weights to NFTs, and that weight then decides the user share of the uh, reward pool. Yeah, so you're coming up with some way of allocating uh, shares of this portfolio and saying that this is the value of it. I I, I want to step back for a second though. So what we said was, hey, the, the, the most useful target audience for this right now is uh, those that are project owners. So an example would be like Voxies is one that I wrote about recently or Chubbies or any of these others where it could potentially add an additional layer of interest or um, a, a value to the actual collectors, which I think is something that's very interesting uh, because if you think of like trading cards or something like that or playing cards, there's people, at least in that form, where you have like uh, Magic the Gathering or Pokemon or anything else like that, where people actually play with those cards, you could actually end up with something like this. And this gives you a way of uh, potentially having access to something that you otherwise uh, wouldn't. And you're saying, hey, I value this one specific Pokemon card and I want to buy into it. Uh, someone, someone on the other side, a counterparty here, is basically buying into it. Is that, is that a correct understanding? Like once I stake it, what happens with that? Like who's giving me liquidity? Um, yeah, so uh, uh, we're staking. So there are pools where NFTs can be staked. So user stakes NFTs and he starts earning uh, well, D points. And these D points are non-transferable tokens, and they can be used within the platform to buy NFTs. So we'll be we'll be focusing initially on the gaming NFTs. So we have some partnerships aligned, and basically what will be possible for users to stake their NFTs and then farm these NFTs from the game, which they can well get and then use it within the game. And it's also a win situation a situation for the games because uh, well it opens a new exposure for them uh, to new user base that is quite tech savvy and uh, yeah and, uh, kind of a user acquisition funnel for them as well. Yeah. So I I want to I do want to dive into the details of how I actually walk into this process uh, because 
the terminology is confusing for a lot of people, including myself. So let's start just with staking. In DeFi, that's me basically taking a token. Uh, it could be Ethereum. It could be Bitcoin. It, oftentimes, it's like USDT, um, other tokens. And I basically say, I'm going to lock this up. And in exchange, I'm going to end up earning something. Uh, oftentimes, the pool that I'm putting that money into is being loaned out for something else. So let's now say that I have an NFT and I'm doing the exact same thing. So I came into this game, I put an NFT in from what you described, and now I get another NFT out. <laughs> like, is that, is that what's occurring here? Uh, no, you're actually earning the, let's, let's call it like uh, points. Yeah. And these points are like equal, uh, one point is equal to $1 at the platform. And uh, let's say we have uh, a drop of the, um, uh, of NFTs from from one game, and uh, they they drop uh, game items. All right. I and, see. Yeah, and then they can price their their items however they like. They can price that uh, hundred dollars each, and users can use these points to cover basically and buy uh, those items. I I I get it now. So this definitely works inside of a game where I'm basically as a player who loves this game that thinks it's really interesting can take an asset that I have, in this case it's an NFT, basically lock it up within that platform and say, hey, here's my commitment to you all to show that I'm really passionate about this. In exchange, I get this reward. And that reward is coming from the game developer who's saying, hey, based on early adopters or people who've made this commitment by play, uh, putting up collateral, essentially, we're going to uh, reward you based on that. Am I correct? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's correct. And uh, just uh, just to add, like uh, later on, uh, well, uh, we're building up uh, an all-in-one box solution. So we start with the staking, then we have the fractionalization, then on top we have loans, and on top of that, we'll be able to have uh, like actual uh, like vault uh, that we have in DeFi, so users can actually stake NFTs. Then we have. Uh, uh, assets borrowed against them, and those assets are then used in the farming strategy. If I'm an investor, like investing in, uh, in uh, I'm going to loan cash out to someone in exchange for their NFT. The only time, I mean, I would imagine that has to be like a crypto punk or something like that. I I'm probably not going to do that with something that's uh, uh, less in demand. Like, would that be a fair assessment? Um, actually, it's just since we have the NFT fractionalization and uh, another thing about it, we'll have uh, uh, something like under collateralized uh, liquidity. Uh, so it will be quite possible to, well, it will open uh, open opportunity to uh, create liquidity for much more NFTs. And they would have yeah, their own uh, price point uh, based on the market value. But uh, yeah, of course, like uh, uh, CryptoPunks would be, well, I like uh, Bitcoin and uh, and the NFT space. And yeah, of course, they would have the highest value. But uh, we also want to accommodate other uh, NFTs that have, well, uh, other, uh, other sets of utility. And uh, yeah, they can be also used uh, in, uh, in this way. Yeah, the, so... That makes a lot of sense. What I'm trying to figure out, or uh, not figure out, what I'd be interested in knowing is like, where do you all uh, view yourselves in this landscape? Is it the technology platform 
that's offering this to other project owners? Is that really what the next milestone is? Because actually right now, maybe a, a joint question associated with that is, like, where are you at right now in the life cycle? From my understanding, you know, your website right now just has like a white paper is a concept. Uh, like oh, yeah. wh what's, what's the next milestone at this point for drops? Yeah, actually, yeah, we, we've been working on a product since uh, early January. So yeah, there has been a lot of work in the back. And uh, so far, we have most of our smart contracts done for NFT staking, NFT buying, well, minting. Uh, then it's uh, fractionalization that's ready. And also like this, uh, the, the fork of compound that would be used as a... Uh, well, uh, for the loans part. Uh, so uh, probably at May, we'll be able to roll out the, the, uh, the staking and the fractionalization and somewhere in June, uh, well, after passing the audits, uh, we'll be able to roll out the loans. And uh, yeah, down the road, probably in like, probably in like June, uh, well, not, not June, during the summer, we plan to move everything to Polygon and uh, in August, yeah, we, we plan to launch the the vault where it would be possible yeah, to put your NFT to work in a farming strategy. Interesting. Okay, so that I mean, it sounds like an ambitious timeline. I'm uh, I'm also wondering, uh, like, I'm thinking as an investor in this space, like, if I'm looking at this pr uh, this project in particular or similar ones, like right now. I view there being like a really immense opportunity, especially on the fractionalization side of things, especially on the loan side of things as well, depending on um, the NFT that you have. I do think that there are people that are going to want liquidity after they've spent, uh, let's say, a million dollars on some NFT or even $100,000 on an NFT. You're now locked up in that asset and it's up to, I guess, whoever wants to invest in it can um, make a determination. Uh, as to whether or not they think that that's something that they want to invest in. Uh, like, is there, I feel like there's an opportunity for people to just do the wrapping of that token um, immediately. Uh, it sounds like what you're doing is the, the uh, technology itself. Is there one project that you're trying to associate yourself with to like get this out the door as the like first use case outside of um, the one that you all uh, built, which is Node Runners? Yeah, it's kind of tricky. Uh, well, what what we have on the market it's uh, uh, it's solutions to different kind of uh, pain points. Like we have uh, for fractionalization. Well, the the widest known is NFTX and NFT Twenty, and then for the for the loans part, we have uh, we have Stater, we have uh, NFTPy, and uh, yeah, what they're doing is really great, and we're just trying to well. Uh, make it more convenient for users to handle this whole uh, NFT work, and uh, so they can find all the solutions in one house. And since we have all these contracts working together, well, we can make something that is possible to make. And uh, well, as an example, the the, the highest-end product that we can eventually create is the NFT vault. And that's only thanks to that we have the NFT fractionalization that works on our terms and the NFT loans that also work uh, well on our terms. And uh, 
I think yeah, we're spreading wide, but at the same time, we have we have one single one single goal is for users to just get more value from the NFTs that they are holding. Yeah, which I think makes a lot of sense. Personally, I'm very excited about it. I have some concepts in the DeFi meets NFT space. The fact that it's uh, you know all code. There's a lot of really interesting, uh, I think, implementations that one can do uh, with um, with in this space of uh, DeFi and NFTs. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how this evolves over the coming uh, months and years. Are you building? You said you were planning on transition to Polygon. Uh, I'm wondering, like, are, is that because uh, just Ethereum is becoming uh, wildly inefficient? Uh, you don't want to wait on the other technologies. And yeah, w- what are your sort of thoughts on uh, Ethereum versus other platforms, I guess? Uh, yeah, that's, that's a good question. So uh, regarding Polygon itself, uh, we have well, uh, we, we have two main reasons. First of all is, uh, yeah, uh, interacting with NFTs is uh, really expensive for an Ethereum. Like it's, well, it, it, it's just more, uh, more gas heavy than ERC-20 tokens and uh, Let's say if you want to stake your NFT, you might end up paying probably like 150 bucks in, uh, in staking fees. So uh, in the long run, that's, that's not going to work. And uh, yeah, that's why we need the scaling solution. And uh, Polygon has already, well, they invested really early in the NFTs and that was their big bet. And I think it finally started to pay off. Like we can see the uh, OpenSea create, well, OpenSea is already on Polygon and uh, there is much more uh, games and uh, well, more NFT projects uh, that are building on top of it. And uh, there we can see like this kind of like growing ecosystem for NFTs. And recently, well, they're going to release a public uh, user interface for NFT migration to Polygon pretty soon. So when that becomes available, well, then even your NFTs from the from the Ethereum can be easily moved to Polygon without any traction, and then you can interact there gas-free. Uh, perhaps uh, maybe we'll see we'll start seeing like games integrating uh, NFTs uh, from other projects just to uh, well. It's a good, uh, yeah, it's a good also marketing strategy, like a co- co-branding one, and uh, and yeah. So uh, to wrap it up, yeah, we have uh, two reasons here. Yeah, first is the fees, and second is the uh, well fastest grow- growing uh, ecosystem for NFTs uh, as well. I'm sort of curious about you and your. I guess you have a co-founder. How many people are part of this project actually? Yeah, we have nine people. We have. Uh, Two product teams right now. Uh, one is work, working at the, the loans product. Second one is working at the fractionalization and uh, well uh, and other areas of it. Uh, so yeah, I'm self. I'm managing this. Well, I would say yeah, I'm, I'm a product owner uh, of this whole thing and the co-founder came from the came from the banking and the, he's more as a the CFO and business developer uh, in that way. So how did you all end up in the crypto space? Because it looks like this project is relatively recent. Uh, like what, what's, your, what's your background in, in crypto in general? In crypto in general, I mean, 
if if we say that first interaction that uh, when we bought our first Bitcoin, okay. uh, uh, yeah, that that story was back in 2012. So just stumbled on forums, but yeah, later on it didn't really progress much. Uh, the more the more active my, my more active engagement was in 2017. Uh, back then, yeah, started a uh, crypto development agency. Well, it was quite small. It just uh, created tokens, created dashboards, kind of were picking up technical stuff. And uh, yeah, later on in like late. Uh, Kind of like at the end of the like deeper in the beer market, uh, I switched to the well the traditional software. Uh, created the CRM for for medical clinics, and then back in 2020, like uh, early 20, I got a friend working at Zurian, and yeah, he told me, hey, like uh, yeah, have a look at the DeFi. Uh, there's you know, we're just having conversation about it, and uh, uh, after seeing like all all this stuff like collapsing by the end of uh, like 2019, um, I started seeing like more products uh, coming out, and I got interested in it. So it was kind of uh, aping and farming and doing whatever was possible throughout the uh, last year. And uh, then in 2020, well, in like October, and uh, together with my friend, yeah, with Nick, uh, we've been friends actually uh, for a couple of years at least. And uh, yeah, we started Node Runners, which was kind of uh, created just out of fun. I mean, we didn't raise funds or anything, just uh, purely uh, working two of us. On the product and uh, the idea itself, and we grew, we grew to a quite decent community, and it was really fun uh, to see how it grows, how community interacts with the product. Uh, you, you get the feedback from it, and uh, is the the, thri- the the thriving know, like a. I don't think there's anywhere else like this spirit of uh, community and uh, innovation uh, that we have in DeFi, and that's what's really inspired to keep working like uh, 12, uh, 16 hours per day just to make things happen. And uh, yeah, that's that's kind of our background here. Well, if people want to find out uh, more about this project, uh, where can they go? You can also go to the website, dot.co. And uh, yeah, follow our, our Twitter, uh, drops NFT, and yeah, we're, go- we're gonna announce more news uh, regarding our well public rounds and the uh, the launch of the product. Also, we're gonna have Genesis NFTs, which will be uh, well, which will have uh, a really cool utility and will be loaded with good perks, so you can keep an eye on that as well. Interesting. So should people like join your Discord or something like that to get access? Yeah. Yeah. So our Discord link is uh, at our Twitter account and uh, we'll be announcing, well, actually, yeah, these Genesis NFTs will be, uh, will be like a first NFT uh, sale that we'll have once the platform goes live. Awesome. Well, thanks again for coming on, Darius. Thank you, Nick. Thank you. 
That's it for this episode of the Nifty Nick podcast. And if you made it this far, make sure to subscribe at thenifty.com. Thanks again.